Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart, and right now the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck as I remember that fateful day on June 17, 2015, when a 21-year-old white supremacist male casually walks into the Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, and killed nine people who were conducting a prayer service. Well, there is a documentary about this tragedy and the healing powers that followed. With me today is director of that documentary titled Emmanuel. Brian Ivey, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra, and thank you for joining me to talk about this incredible story. Wow. Well, Tanya, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me today. I've got to ask you, um, you know, we were supposed to be, uh, Rose Simmons was going to be joining us. Her father was killed that day, too, and we understand that she's a bit under the weather. We hope to get her later. But, you know, you have a very interesting story about how you even got involved in this this movie project. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, you know, um, as every great story does, mine begins with a girl. And um, <laughs> I actually had just gotten married in June 2015. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, my wife's name is Amanda, and we, we traveled down to Mexico after our, our wedding day for a honeymoon. And it was the first day, and I remember I was standing out on the balcony with my Bible, just looking at out at a beautiful sunrise. And uh, it was just kind of a perfect moment. And I, I turned around and walked back inside, and I heard my wife just weeping. She was just bawling, watching some video on her laptop. And I walked in and she looked at me and said, nine people just got shot in a Bible study. And mm. I, I really didn't know what to do with the information. It was so jarring. I was so off the grid, did not look at the news at all while I was down there. And then she looked at me again and said, no, you don't understand. Um, the family members of the victims are forgiving the murderer in court. They're forgiving him. And I remember looking at my wife in that moment um, in the swirl of what was going on and just saying, you know, I hope whoever tells that story one day doesn't skip that part. I think something hmm. something bigger just happened. And uh, I had no idea it would be me, but that's how it began. Wow. And, you know, here's the thing about this story. You think Emmanuel, you know, that's about forgiving. But Mother Emmanuel, as this church was called, was not just any church. It's a 203-year-old church. It played an important role in the history, not only of South Carolina, but slavery, civil rights, up to Black Lives Matter. And, I mean, this, this story and these people really are the true Americans. And, you know, what is the poignant thing that stands out to you other than the, the forgiving power of this, but just in the story of itself, of a of a man, you know, and I, I don't even need to call his name because people know who he is. He's now been convicted, but he's 21 years old. He's a white male. I call yeah. them terrorists. But, you know, what what could have been in his mind to do something like this? Well, I think it's, to, to your point, it's what's been in the mind of, of America from the founding of our country. I think the uncomfortable truth is that we have settled into a lot of these prejudices um, in our country, and every time it rears its ugly head, we try to squash it and pretend it's not continuing to happen, but clearly it is, and it's because there hasn't been complete healing at all in our country from our original sin, which is racism. And so I think for me, going into this story, um, it was a learning experience 
to, to relearn and to, to grow in my understanding of the woundedness that is still felt very much by the African-American community and the fragility of the white community to engage with it at all in any deep and helpful way. And so my hope with the film beyond this story of forgiveness and mercy is also a story about justice and equity and a story that um, lets people know about our history and educates them on how we can move forward in a lasting way um, with real change. Yeah, that's really what we need. I mean, we've been talking about this, and like you said, putting Band-Aids on it for 400 years. Right. The Band-Aids and bandages are no longer working, and let's just call it what it is. You know, Donald Trump has opened that hole in the ground that allowed these feelings that we thought were suppressed but but i think you you said something brian they were just suppressed they had never gone away what does the film emmanuel do to perhaps help white people because you know black people know this story what can we do to help white people get get over this you know and and be able to understand better well i think there's something really it was, I think, me being a white American telling the story, of course, was, was an uncomfortable thing. My producing partner is an African-American. So I think us together, what it allowed for was that in the film, we get all perspectives because it wasn't just an African-American director going in to tell a story or it certainly wasn't just a white director. It was very much me mm-hmm. collaboration. And I think that was healthy. And I think what we can do is hopefully, hopefully because I come across it, as somebody who's approachable to my white brethren, that they'll engage with hard topics instead of being scared off by it, which is, again, part of that white fragility we talked about. But I'm very not now in touch with how I got a 400-year head start, how my white privilege is part of a legacy of white supremacy. And I think the film exposes that in, in an appropriate way, in a way that feels very um, logical and also um, intellectual and isn't just mm-hmm. purely emotional, which is helpful. Um, and I think That's the families true. have the platform because of their pain to say some difficult things about how we need to change, which is great. Yeah, no, that's that's very, very true. Um, It's interesting because uh, I think I mentioned it, maybe I didn't. Viola Davis and uh, Stefan Curry are actually uh, producers of this as as well as um, Mariska Hargitay. So uh, did they call you? I mean, you know, what happens when Viola Uh Davis calls? Hey, Brian, how did did they know you, Brian, to be to tap? Because it sounds like you're the perfect director to do this. (laughs) Well, now you know God exists because otherwise none of this makes sense. But I actually was, um, I was was very surprised to get any phone calls at all from any of these individuals. But, you know, of course, they're a part of this, not for me, mostly because of these families and what they've been through and how they don't want the world to forget what happened. Not only for the forgiveness, but but for the story of racism and, and justice that we're telling to try to expose some of these realities. And I think for mm-hmm. Viola, Viola was a friend going into this. Stefan certainly wasn't. I didn't watch much basketball until recently. I've become a fan. But for <laughs> both of them, the heart is to, to be a part of truth-telling um, to a culture that really needs it. And I think it's hungry for it. Um, and so film is one of the best ways to communicate those truths. And so I, I'm just thankful to have all of them. They've all come in at different times, but for really the same reason. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's an incredible collaboration. It really is. And I know that Stefan has been, I've done a couple of uh, junkets with his projects where he really is, you know, turning toward the, 
the faith-based type of situation or faith-based stories, uh, I guess is the best right. way to, to, put, to put it. Um, and so I think he's got a, a whole slate of things that he's doing and probably Viola as well. At this particular time in our history, we are truly at a crossroads. And this film, I have not seen it. I cannot wait to see it. But looking at all of the pain, and it's not just you know, yeah. there's pain from this church. There have been the church burnings in the South forever. A friend of mine just yep. came from Alabama, from the lynching museum. I mean, it's the synagogues. You know, the, our producer, Jay, is in Pittsburgh. We were talking about one of his friend's father who died in that synagogue shooting. It's too much. And, and most of it, honestly, comes down to guns in America. Sure. You know, Absolutely. but all of that being said... What can we do? What is the simplest thing in your mind after putting together a film like this that we can do as Americans? We're not going to love each other all the time. We're not going to believe each other all the all, You know, we're just not because we're human right. beings. But we are Americans. And this country has stood for a long time despite all of this. What do you think after doing this film, especially as a white director, that we can do that's simple? And I know that's not an easy question. No, it's, it's, it's the right question, though. And I think my first answer is always to get uncomfortable because I think there is certainly something that um, this process was not comfortable for me to have to sit in room and feel um, like I didn't belong, which was not something I ever experienced growing up because I was always very privileged and I never had that burden. But I think it was good for me to live in that space and be uncomfortable and have to be quiet and listen and learn and not have all the answers. Um, and I think I, I drew near to people that I didn't understand. And I think that's something we should all be doing more often. But I also think to the heart of the film, we have to learn the process, not just the power, but the process of forgiveness. Because it is a part of our healing and it's going to be required because certain times that's all that we can do. But it, for the families, it's not only been an act of love toward this murder, but it was also something that set them free from being the emotional prisoner of this person for the rest of their lives. And I've mm. seen the healing that's taken place because of that, and it's actually a really beautiful thing. And I would just encourage that in, in, in America as well, without, of course, um, getting rid of the process of justice. I think they can actually coexist on a societal and an interpersonal level. Interesting. And that's very true because we do have to have justice and we do have to have law. We do. You know, there's there's no question about that, even though sometimes it seems like it's not on the right side. But, you know, we need that. Yeah. Uh, just want to yeah. let everybody know that they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest today is Brian Ivey. He is director of the documentary Emmanuel, which is coming out. It's the story of Mother Emanuel Church, where nine people were shot back in 2002. 15. Uh, just an incredible story, and again, one that we do not want to forget. Brian, where will this uh, film be seen? And it's coming out, I know, this month of June. Uh, where can people check it out? Is it going to be in theaters everywhere? Or Yes, that's a great question. So, anybody who wants to see the film, the, the powerful thing is that we're releasing it on the day that it happened. So, on June 17th, and June 19th, two nights only. It's a special event in about almost a thousand theaters nationwide. So every major city, you can go to emmanuelmovie.com, type in your zip code, 
And you'll be able to see it on the day that it happened and honor the victims, but also um, show the families and the survivors that we're still with them. We're going to fight for change. We're not going to give up. Um, even as this stuff continues to happen, we're going to make real change in our world. And, um, and that's, that's why we scheduled it that way. So we'd have to see each other face to face and watch these things together and hopefully come together in a lasting way. Wow. Thank you so much, Brian, for what you're doing. Um, I, I'm going to pray that this is, is a success because we need it. And I and I think you said something, you've said a lot of things that were really poignant and correct and spot on, is that, yeah, we want the truth. Everybody really does want the truth. And I, and I think that after a while, it doesn't matter if you're white or black, it just gets to be too difficult and too exhausting to keep hating like this. It just does. So Absolutely. let's hope that Mother Emmanuel comes through for us again. We're going to have you back uh, anytime, <laughs> and especially Thanks. after this happens, to talk about this discussion. Uh, thank you so much. And just to everybody out there listening, don't forget to subscribe. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these. You don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live X. Extra on AURN.com. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.